Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today's episode is National Chocolate Cake Day. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. All right, another week, another episode, another family member. That's three weeks in a row. This time, we'll have somebody with a Y chromosome on the show other than myself. My cousin Phil is here. And we were going to be discussing National Chocolate Cake. I know it's a favorite of his, but uh, Phil, say hello to the people. Hello, people. What's up? You guys wouldn't know this, but we've actually done an episode together before. But the sound quality didn't come out quite right. So eventually we'll probably redo that episode. But it was on Men That Cook. He has worked in many restaurants himself. A little bit of front, a little bit of back of the house. No longer in that. We both have burnt out on that. But we're here to talk about it, though. We will talk about it all day long. All day. Talk about it more than we'll actually walk it. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I looked at my calendar again with National Food Holidays. The episode that I thought of recording was based off of chocolate cake this week. And I vaguely remembered him saying he liked chocolate cake. Mind you, there isn't much that I don't think he will not eat. Actually, it's not my favorite, but it's the one most people can find. Right. And so my favorite is a marble cake. Okay. And so most people can't find it. It's hard for them to find. So I just standardize it and say, I like chocolate cake, which I still do. My favorite is marble cake, but chocolate cake will be uh, down the throat just as fast, just so you know. Gotcha. Uh, let me ask you this question since you brought up marble cake. I remember seeing marble cake so much as a kid and not as much anymore. What is it? Uh, so it's a mixture between vanilla and chocolate. Okay. And so my mom did it very often. I don't know if she was doing it just for me or whatever, if that was her thing, but she made it pretty often, more than chocolate cake, actually. And that's when I started liking it, marble cake. I think to my recollection, I think at, and Deb did uh, one similar. And I like the contrast between not so chocolate and I can do both. So it was great. Right. They do a swirl and I don't know how they do that, but it swirls. So, yeah, I always used to see marble cake and I figured part of it was vanilla, but I never knew what the darker part was actually supposed to be. So I, I think in my 30 something years of life, I don't, I don't think I've ever asked anybody. And I don't remember I've make, made marble, marble kinds of cake, but not exactly a marble cake. So I don't see it as much anymore. Yeah, I would definitely, uh, one of my faves is definitely marble cake, but I know it's a little bit more effort into doing marble than just making a chocolate cake. That's for sure. Gotcha. All right. So we'll get into a little bit of the history that I kind of dug up when it came to chocolate cake. Um, I don't have a history drop button like I do with science, but all the same, we're getting into <laughs> it anyway. Basically, chocolate cake goes back about 200 years. And before that, Chocolate was basically a savory thing. They drank it almost like coffee. So they would take the, the cocoa beans and they would make a savory drink out of it and drink it in the morning until somebody realized that they could take the cocoa beans and grind it up and make cocoa powder. And then people started using the actual powder in cakes. And by the early 1920s, we started having chocolate cakes. They would use actual pieces in the cake and then chocolate powder cocoa powder got really big around the 1940s and betty crocker around 1947 came up with the first let's go ahead and say it's a boxed 
cake mix. That that was her first version, 1947. So 70 years ago, roughly. 70, golly. So making it that much easier for everybody to feel like a professional baker by buying a $2 box of cake mix, adding some oil, eggs, and a liquid, and uh, calling it a day, throwing it in the oven. I remember the days of going over to our grandparents' house who lived next door to us, and she'd be making cakes. And if you walked too hard, you would get yelled at because if her cake fell, everything was going to break loose on you. Funny thing, it, I used to bartend, and we never always had dessert on hand, depending on the time. But there was a birthday, and I used to think that I was a, a, a bartender artist as we call mixologist. Right. And so without even doing research, I used to make up drinks as cakes, their favorite cake. Now I didn't go off of any Google at the time because it was a long time ago, but they did have a few things in the recipe books that said, you know, this cake, whatever. And so I just improvised. And so you had the chocolate cake, you had the um, you had the apple pies, things like that. So drinks made as chocolate cake and chocolate cake was one of the easier ones because you had a chocolate liqueur or a hazelnut liqueur and you mix that with a more like a white liquor, more like vodka. And um, it didn't always taste quite, but it was really, really close. Mm. It, by the time you're serving it, it didn't matter anyway. You call it what you want and they're like, of course, we'll <laughs> blow out the candle right. and drink up. Again, you know, that's one of the, my memories served me up. But as you get later in, I left away from the bar, bartending and mixologist had so many different cakes of, of drinks. But for the women, chocolate is always a, a favorite uh-huh. in behind the bartender. I don't know if that ties into the, what we're talking about, but definitely chocolate cake was one of the favorites because you can, you always have like a chocolate mix and you can kind of, um, you know, some type of milk and then put the chocolate over top or you get something real foamy. And the first thing they taste is the chocolate and the rest is history. Usually through that bar, all it takes is one one drink and they love the rest of the drinks after that. Right. Drinks are one of those things, uh, especially when you were referring to a birthday. If it's something free, they're automatically going to love it. But like you said, you can call it whatever you want to call it. If you describe it right, it can sell it immediately. It, it doesn't matter what was in it. If you can describe it and sell it your own way and be confident about it, it's going to be good based off of how you said it was. And yeah. I did the same thing with food all the time. I, it might have been something I accidentally came up with, <laughs> but it's now going to be sold as the, the perfect invention. And that's how a lot of foods and drinks are. They're just accidents. The Reese cups and all that kind of stuff. It just something spilled into something else and it was an accident. And it came out as, you know, okay, we, we can brand it as something else. I don't know if you've ever seen that stuff in the store, brownie brittle. No. But they, they'll sell it near, like, the bread section. But it's basically, like, brownies that are really flat and crispy. But mm-hmm. the inventor forgot to add the leavening agent in the brownies. <laughs> and it ended up being a hit when people tried it. So now they, they sell it in the stores. I was like, okay, that's how this stuff happens, really, huh? I'll definitely try it. But, uh, you know, Yolanda, she doesn't eat sweets but um up until most recently she used to bake me a cake yeah really and 
She did. I remember the first chocolate cake she baked for me. It was delicious, but it didn't take much for me to, you know, like I said, coming from my wife and right. it had sugar, it had butter in it, it had egg in it. Right. And it looked like it. I tore it up. So right. uh, chocolate cake, it, you know, definitely my mom just recently, I think last on those past birthdays, she made me a chocolate cake. Actually, she bought me a chocolate cake. Let's just be clear. <laughs> it didn't matter how it got there. You still gonna eat it, though. Yes, it's all gone. Definitely. It didn't it didn't make it to trash. Actually, with cakes nowadays is I, I definitely don't waste any dessert that I get. I I portion it out and put it in the freezer. So you have it for the free days. So you mentioned your wife. Does Yolanda bake at all? I mean, no. uh, OK, I, I was going to ask that because I know her and Tamara, my wife, are very similar in, in the types of desserts that they like, which is basically just ice cream. But that's basically yeah, that's what she likes. She like that. Reese cups gotcha. as about her desserts, but yeah, she don't bake. Um, she's gotten a whole lot more confident in trying to create something, mm. which it goes from her not cooking to her now creating. So that's a plus. Like I said, I was so when she first, when she surprised me with that chocolate cake, she made a chocolate cake, <laughs> which I never thought she would have tried to do, but she made it. Yeah. I don't I tore it up. Uh, I think me and my wife have been together seven years coming up this March. I don't think she's baked anything. <laughs> she's, she's not, she's not a fan of baking because she doesn't eat that many baked desserts. We've made ice cream, but she hasn't baked anything. And uh, she's happy to say that I'm I'm fine with that. Cause I love to bake. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't, you know, in, in marriage, you, you always have requirements, mm -hmm. you know, this is what I want my wife to do. Be no things like that. Of course, none of that really after you married, it's, out the dough it is what it is but yep. just to to note cooking wasn't one of my requirements because i was going to be i was going to cook i was going to eat it didn't matter if she was going to cook or not right we was going to make it happen same but uh, um you know not branching off too far away from talking to chocolate cake but you know you know her her baked chicken is you know really good now i would take hers over mine any day okay you know so now I'm asking her what seasons you put on it and how long you put it in there for. She's a slow cook. Hmm. Something I don't like, but it comes out great. That's uh that's completely different uh from your mom cuz I think every time your mom says she's cooking, by the time I look, she's done <laughs> and the kitchen is cleaned up. I was like, "You sure you cook today?" That's exactly how I cook. Yeah. I I need I, I'm almost prepping the day before, just so I can just put everything in the oven and have it cooked all at the same time. So right. I don't like to be in there long. I also bought that. Uh, we just recently bought a air fryer, okay, which says you can bake in it. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, ours said that too. It's a little it's a little tough. I hope you got a better version than ours, which I'm sure if you just bought it, I'm sure you have a better version version than what we got. But it's not really equipped for baking. Not ours isn't. It says you can, but I, the most I've done in there is like those break and bake cookies. Mm -hmm. I'll put those in there every now and then. But oh, how how do those turn out in there? It, it's kind of touch and go sometimes. Sometimes the outside be more done than the inside because basically it's just a, a countertop convection oven. So you got to be really mindful of the temperature you're using. I was just about to ask you about that. Uh, what do you think about those countertop convection ovens? Those small small ones. Mm -hmm. What do you think about those? Those are a lot more expensive. I, I like those actually. Yeah, my mother-in-law has one. Um, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I I would rather just use the oven. Honestly, I I know you're. It's such a tighter space that it's heating up faster. 
but I would rather just have a, a full-size convection oven. And they, they're making ovens now that have, like, the air fry feature in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I think, that air fry feature in it, you know, with the you – know, I like those because they're, like you said, faster, mm-hmm. more convenient. Because nowadays it's more on the go. Yeah. You don't cook, like, faster, more on the go. Right. But – we do like you as a portion size because we almost portion everything only so we don't overcook and waste food. We just portion out everything. So if, you you know, Yolanda or baby going to have, you know, their own, they're going to just put their own portion in there and they just eat that instead of us you know, letting it sit and having to throw away. But I like those too. But if I, if I had like a double oven, then no, I wouldn't use it. Right. Double oven, double oven is my uh, ideal one. What about you? Yeah, when we uh, that's one of the things I look forward to when we get our own house and being able to model the kitchen the way I want it is I want commercial and an ample cooking apparatus. So like a six burner stove with, you know, commercial grade ventilation and uh, and a double oven, both convection. So that's ideal. Yeah. Once I get all that and and a nice, you know, five foot island or so for workspace. Oh, yeah. The house could be pink then, huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't care what happens outside the kitchen, as long as I got <laughs> space for pots, pans, and 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 cooking space. Oh yeah, I, I would definitely try to bake more often if I had a bigger kitchen. I would try to. Actually, I never tried to bake a cake. You never tried to bake a cake. Let me rephrase. At one of my jobs, I baked a cake. Okay. It didn't turn out well. <laughs> Since then, prior to and after, I never tried to bake a cake on my own. Wow. You know, I, I guess I've always tried uh, cake, brownies, cookies, mm. pies. Yes. No cake. Cake is one of those things, man. It, it's hit and miss. And depending on what kind it is, like you can do something as easy as a pound cake or, you know, like a bunt cake or something all the way up to, you know, layers and layers of different kinds of stuff with intricate frosting and ganache filling and all this other kind of stuff. I'm not really a huge fan of that. I'm not big at decorating. And uh, one of our cousins, uh, Jess, Jessani, like she does great cakes. Have you ever seen her cakes before? No. Okay. If you ever get a chance to go look at her cakes, do that. Like she'll make birthday cakes for people all the time, but she does like the ganache drip on the side with the decorative strawberries and everything on the top. And it looks like picture, picture perfect. Like I don't do that. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but you know, on my, the frosting, mm-hmm. it, it, it can't be cheap. I can tell cheap frosting. Yeah. If I if I taste cheap frosting, I'll just scrape all of it off. Usually nowadays, because of the challenge and because of my normal diet, I use it. Don't eat the frosting anyway. Nowadays, yeah. I usually scrape it off. I mean, because that saves me at least five hundred to a thousand calories scraping just off the fro- frosting because it's all sugar anyway. Yeah, I've never been a big frosting fan in general. I'm not a big cake fan, and uh, not no. And and with that said, which is kind of why I, I picked this topic of chocolate cake, is I'm not a big fan of chocolate cake. I'm not eating that. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of my, uh, my tie-in to where we're going with this. Uh, I wanted to bring on somebody who actually eats it because I don't really eat it. Oh, man, I, I, I love it. Like I said, you bring a chocolate cake, it's, it's just, it's, it's just a, a free day. That, that day is a free day automatically. So I'm not a big fan of getting... I'm not a big fan of recognition for my birthday in the first place. But when I get a cake for my birthday and people, would, you know, they'll give you, you know, vanilla or chocolate most of the time. Please bring me vanilla if you're going to bring me a cake. 
Otherwise, don't bring me cake at all because I definitely don't want chocolate. It's going to be an awkward cake cutting if I see a chocolate <laughs> cake. <laughs> By the time I, my knife gets through it, I'm like, oh, come on. I told you I don't like chocolate. Yeah, I can't. I'm going I'm to list off four types of chocolate cake. And one of them is one I really like. And as a kid, I spent like five years trying to figure out what it was. And then once I finally figured out what it was, I had already started eating it, so I didn't care by then. Number one, so a regular chocolate layer cake with chocolate frosting is kind of a standard. I mean, it's a basic. A lot of people like it. I think chocolate and vanilla are like Kobe Bryant or Tom Brady fans. Either you love it or you hate it. That's what chocolate layer cake reminds me of. Either you love it or you hate it. Same thing with chocolate and vanilla ice cream. You love it or you hate it. And then uh, moving past chocolate layer, just a regular chocolate layer cake was the first type. Number two, but a black forest cake. Black forest cake is just like a chocolate cake with cherries in it. Are you a fan? Yeah, I've, I've eaten it. I, like I said, that's I, I, I can eat it. I'd rather have just regular. If I give me a chocolate cake, i just write regular. I don't know how I am about fruit with my chocolate. There are a couple of things that I like orange in. Like I made a Grand Marnier brownie before, and I mm-hmm. flavored it with like orange zest. I like that, but I don't like cherries, really, with chocolate. Number three, another one. So, funny story about this next one. German chocolate cake, right? Yes. When Grandma used to make German chocolate cake, I could have sworn she was frosting it with Vaseline. (laughs) I did not know what the frosting was that was going on it. It took me years, probably until, like, the last seven or eight years to finally ask and figure out it was coconut and pecan frosting. It looked like straight Vaseline going on the cake. I am not a fan of German chocolate cake. Do you like coconut? I do like coconut. Okay. Like I, I, I've eaten it before. Mm-hmm. But if you if you got a German chocolate cake there and more dessert, I'll pick more dessert. I'm with you. If German chocolate cake is the only dessert in there and I just ate a meal, mm-hmm. then I'll have German chocolate cake and probably scrape off a lot of the, um, probably a lot of the, uh, what's the name, and I'll just eat it as such. I think it's really hard to find something that I don't like. Yeah, I know that that's what's surprising to me. (laughs) It's really hard to find. Like I I, I like some things better than the others, but I can eat. Yeah. German chocolate cake is around the same lines as an almond joy to me. I saw almond joy commercials for years (laughs) and it took me until I finally started eating coconut to realize that that almond joy probably doesn't taste the way I think it does. Cause I would see the inside on the commercial. And it only reminded me of the York peppermint patty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Every time I saw it, that's what I thought the inside tasted like, not realizing it was coconut. I was like, why are they talking about the islands? I was like, that's peppermint. <laughs> only to realize that it was coconut on the inside. So I had one like when I was like 20, 20 something, 25, 26. I was right. like, this don't taste like I thought it did. <laughs> Same thing with German chocolate cake. Like I, I didn't realize this was what this was. And yeah. I, um, uh, what cake does Gordy like? I think he likes the German chocolate. That does I think that hmm. does he like? I can't remember. I, I used to, I used to know, but it, I don't know if it was the German chocolate or something else. But like I said, I'll choose something else if ger- German chocolate cake was there and those other desserts. I'll probably just choose other desserts. Yeah, I'm um, looking around for a pie, ice cream, something before I go to any of these chocolate cakes. Last yeah. one. This is the one I was talking about. I didn't know what it was. And by the time I figured out what it was, I already liked it. But if I would have known what it was back then, I probably wouldn't have eaten it. Red velvet cake. Oh, red velvet. The whole time, that red cake with the white frosting was chocolate. It's just flavored with cocoa powder. <laughs> it, 
they just add food coloring to it. Yeah. And it's one of those mysteries, like, now it's become a craze in the past, you know, five, ten years of everything being flavored as red velvet. Even Oreos has a red velvet flavored Oreo. It's just a regular Oreo that's red with cream cheese frosting. That's exactly what it is. They call it red velvet. The marketing of this is is fantastic. It's, it's just a different color. And I'll make cake. So I made somebody's wedding cake and cupcakes a few months ago. And I made them purple and gold. So people would ask me, like, what kind of cake this was. I was like, well, it's, it's basically red velvet just with a different color. Like, But it's purple. I'm like, red velvet is the same flavor. It's just a different color. You think the color changes the flavor? <laughs> it's like if you ask a person what their favorite uh, type of Kool-Aid is and they tell you red. Like, red ain't a flavor. We made it a flavor. I think we made a flavor. Right. I'm like, you know how many different red flavors of Kool-Aid there are? That's where any we're... red. That's what we say. Any red, bring it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like uh, red velvet, but I, I'm still a. You know, like I said, my top is marble and chocolate cake. Everything else is is whatever. Red velvet is not in the top two, so it don't even matter. Yeah, if I'm going to eat a chocolate cake. It has to be red velvet, and then it has to have pecans on it. If it has no pecans, just leave it where it is. I don't need it. I, oh, I like pecans, but I don't like it on anything else. I don't know. It just interferes with what I got going on. Like pecan pie, I can, I'm not a huge fan of pecan pie for the obvious reason. Like I said, I don't like it on anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I can eat a chocolate-covered pecan, but that's about all I can eat with that. I, think I don't that- want pecans or nuts on my brownie or nothing like that or no cookies. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've eaten them. Like like I said, if you you got a chocolate cookie with nuts in it, I'm like, well, I got to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about texture. And on the subject of cookies, I like my cookies basically fresh out the oven. So after they've sat out for maybe five minutes and they've hardened up just enough for you to be able to pick it up without it falling apart, that's where I like it right there. Once it cools off, I'm done. I don't want it anymore. No, no. Nah. Cookies been sitting out for a few hours, like I, it, they pass me, they beyond me. I like my stuff fresh out, and that's why I like to bake because that's how I like. And I got so used to mom buying like the cake mix or break and bake cookies, and you can just bake them, and then as soon as they come out, you can eat them instead of having to go buy them pre-made from the store or something like Chips Ahoy and that kind of stuff. I'm not eating that. I didn't mean <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that, but yeah, I'm not. They chewy, crispy, chunky, whatever kind they got, I don't like any. Yeah. You know, there's a cookie out there that I like so much. It's a it's a chocolate chip oatmeal oatmeal chocolate chip. Okay. Oatmeal chocolate chip. Those are actually my favorite cookies, oatmeal chocolate chip. Really? Now I like oatmeal raisin and I like chocolate chip okay. equally. So if you put oatmeal chocolate chip in a cookie, well, yeah, that's is the oatmeal chocolate chip still flavored with cinnamon? No. No. Okay. You know what? Normally, oatmeal raisin cookies have cinnamon in it, and right. So I, that's what I'm saying. You, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know if it still has cinnamon. So I don't know. I don't know. We used to, uh, we used to live close to a um, a double tree. Now I used to work close to a double tree, mm-hmm. and I used to go get breakfast from there. And um, don't judge me; those free breakfasts <laughs> before work. I just, I just go right in there and just get breakfast and, and tip them. But anyway, the, the people started to know me and they used to always have cookies. I was like, yeah, I need those cookies for, you know, 
And I was like, yeah, these are the best cookies ever. Hmm. Oatmeal, chocolate chip. Because, you know, they give them to every guest. I don't know if you knew that or not. I wouldn't know like you know. Double Double Tree gives them to every guest. Okay. You, you give an insider knowledge, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double Tree. And that's one, that's one of their things. They actually started giving that and water for every guest. Mm-hmm. The best breakfast, I know I'm going off script, but the best breakfast is Embassy Sweets. Okay. Because I like to get mine cooked cook to order. And so it was it was close to the job, last job too. And I used to go in there in the morning and just partake in their breakfast too. Terrible. And uh, tipped it. Well, the cooks love me. I tip them. I, big, but. I bet you did on free breakfast. They <laughs> 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 come by and say, you want some more? <laughs> yeah, give me some more. I, I, yeah, I don't even think it was service, but they, they brought me more. It couldn't have been no servers. They've been like, sir, we've seen you here for the past three months. What's your room number? <laughs> they haven't, but you know, I would just, you know, I would just go in. I try not to wear my work shirt so they couldn't see the same one always. It's kind of like a blank shirt. So I can kind of, you know, hide in plain sight. Terrible. That's but right. they never said anything to me, but I just kept going. So I said, okay. You know, because breakfast is very important in the morning. For you, it is. <laughs> No, I was saying I'm not a morning person, and when I do flip my sleep schedule around to wake up in the morning, when I wake up, I still don't feel like either cooking or going to get anything, and that's what discourages me from eating breakfast most of the time. I would rather get up and start moving because I was so used to working in a restaurant at night that when I get up, I go straight to work, and I can eat when I get there, but it'll be lunch or dinner food, not breakfast. I was doing the overnight oatmeal. I tried it. Couldn't you you weren't a fan of it. I couldn't get into it. It, it definitely has to be just right for me. It, I have to have the milk and, and that consistency has to be right for me to be eating it. But like you said, when you're on the go and you don't feel like you wake up early in the morning, you don't feel like cooking. Nah. And so I can't pre-make a smoothie and or wake up the whole house. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried a few different things, having like the smoothie ingredients ready in the thing to to chop up when I wake up having breakfast sandwiches that I pre-made at night that I could just heat up in the morning. None of it really worked because I just got, like, when I'm ready to go to sleep, it's time to just go to sleep, and I can't prepare. I'm I'm a last-minute person, but I work well at last minute, but it's hard to, to do a breakfast that way last minute because you're waking up, your body doesn't feel the same in the morning as it did before you went to sleep, so it's hard to get in rhythm and make myself something to eat first thing in the morning. Oh yeah, I always do mine at night before I go to bed. I, I I don't I don't do it right before I go to bed. But like you said, I, I when I'm ready to go to bed, I'm ready to go to bed. But I do it definitely before I sit down and get relaxed. I try to you know put my fruit because I always take something with me, mm-hmm. fruit and everything with me, and get it done. It's a lot of times, if I want eggs in the morning, I'll scramble them up, put them in a bowl, put them in the refrigerator, and I can just dash them in there. Yeah. Now I'm on them egg whites. Because I want to control my cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't have a problem with cholesterol. I don't want to have a problem with my cholesterol because I eat eggs so much. So I just, egg whites, it's easy. Yeah, since we've been putting food into my fitness pal, I haven't reached my calorie intake yet. Not one day in two weeks. <laughs> so I, my calorie intake is supposed to be just over 2,000 calories. I've been like 16 to 1,800 every day. I, I had to up mine. I was in the 12 range. And I was talking to a personal trainer and he, he finally told me, he's like, first, you're not eating enough, you're not eating enough calories mm. to get the, the shape that you want. Right. And then and the other thing is you're not eating enough protein. 
And I definitely, as I've been putting in my pal, my PayPal, I mean, my uh, fitness pal, I definitely see I've been only eating half of what I was supposed to be eating in protein, which definitely protein helps you make your definition, more definition, uh-huh. helps your muscles. And I didn't realize that I was just eating less. Sometimes you get trapped and just eating less and it's not enough. So right. I up mine 300 calories a day. So I should be eating between 14 and 16 calories. Like you said, I think I should be a little bit more than that for what I, because I don't want to lose any weight. I'm not trying to lose any weight. Right. I'm just trying to be more definition, uh, lose more of my gut. And he said, that's like you said, that's just how you eat. Yep. And uh, since I haven't had no cake lately, I should be shredding. But Gotcha. All right. So before we start wrapping up here, we're going to bust out the picky three questions. Here we go. All right. So we'll start off with this one. What's a food that you do not like or just absolutely won't eat that most people do? I know this is hard for you, but. uh, Hmm. Uh, I don't know if most people do it, but one is peas, green peas. Uh So I I just do not eat that. I definitely if it's on my plate, I got to get a new plate (laughs) of food. (laughs) I'm not eating that. Oh, man, that's that's terrible. (laughs) I need a whole new plate for it. <laughs> the peas touched everything else. Start over. Take that back. Uh, when's the last time you had them? Let me ask you that. I don't remember, but the last time I had them, they were in a pot pie. Mm. I made a mistake <laughs> and thought it was the one with green beans. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you get your mouth set and then you had already baked it and it was already hot. And yeah, it's, you're it's digging one, through. It's one of those, you dropped the fork from three feet in the air. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Open that window. Open that window real quick. Yeah, open that. Right. <laughs> Throw that out. <laughs> Throw the fork and everything else out. And the fork don't need to be back. We'll get a new fork. Uh, yeah, that's I, I, that's the only thing that I can think uh, of. I like peas. I, I can understand people not liking them. Uh, they're not one of those things that's like, oh, yeah, you, you don't like peas? It, I, I get it. They're, it's one of those 50-50 things. But I did know that. My that, second one is uh, chitlins. That That's not something that most people eat. You can go ahead and throw that one out the building. Come on. Nah, we ain't eating chitlins around here, and neither should anybody else. I try not to tell people what to eat, but uh, chitlins is one of those things that I'm a, uh, an advocate of why are you eating that. Yes. Uh, next question. What is the last new food that you tried? Last new food? I don't, I don't know. I don't know any new, new foods that I tried. It's been a minute. Sound like you got some homework. I do have some homework. Let me tell you, the last I just had, it's not new, but I haven't had it in in maybe a few years. Mm-hmm. And that's pork chop. Okay. We had a fried pork chop. Actually, it was grilled. Grilled pork chop, Gordy made them. Okay. And they were really, really good. So I haven't had pork chop in, actually, I really don't remember how long. It, I think it's more than five, six years. Wow. I had pork chop. So, so if there's any. That's the only thing that comes to mind. So what's a new food that you haven't tried that is on your list of things you want to try? I want to try, what's the uh, fish eggs? Caviar. Caviar. I want to, I want to try that. I've always, I've always, I've seen it. I've seen it on people's, but I know it's expensive, but um, just for saying I I tried it, that will be, that will be one thing that I want to try. I think they eat it with crackers or something. It can go on a little bit of everything. I don't think I've had it since culinary school, which is well over 10 years ago. And I wow. just remember it being a little salty. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to try that. 
that, that would be ideal. There's a lot of different fish I would like to try too. I don't, I haven't tried a lot of variety of fish, but I know you're a big seafood guy, aren't you? I am a big seafood guy. I only became a big seafood guy and a hot sauce guy since I've moved to Louisiana. But prior to that, I wasn't. You know, that that country is a lot of seafood and a lot of spicy foods. Yeah, I think <laughs> I just talked to Davina about that on the last episode when I went to New Orleans and they were trying to get us to have grilled oysters and I refused to have You didn't, you didn't taste it? Oh, no. No, I don't, I don't do seafood. I'm, I'm not big. I eat fish, and we were talking about this. I, I like fish because we grew up on Lake Erie. So we got fish, but we don't have that golf or either one of the coast kind of things. We ain't got shellfish and crawfish and all that stuff. So they were like, oh, yeah, you got to go to Drago's and have the grilled oysters or this place and that place. I was like, I'm not eating any of those at any place. So we walked by all those places. I was like, oh, okay, there's the place they were talking about. But, nah, I'll pass. It, I, I showed well- well, Numian, uh actually, you know, he introduced me to a lot of stuff and exposed me to a lot of different ideas of eating. You know, his nickname down south was called Lumberjack. I don't know if you knew that or not. I, but I did not. <laughs> Lumberjack. That's because he would try and try anything. Basically, that's kind of his his style. Uh, rugged and uh, nothing was nothing was out of the question. And, uh, it, you know, we went from one corner, one crusty corner of some place to eat something and you're like what am i eating you know only thing i was told not to eat is anything in a jar so okay so don't eat the things in the jar because you don't know what it is interesting warning uh yeah that's one of those things i i shucked a few oysters in uh in culinary school and it wasn't pleasant first of all and then once we got them shucked i think it's just stuff from the ocean I'm not a big fan. And Davina described it perfectly in the last episode about the smell that just hits you with seafood and everything it touches. Like you said about peas a second ago, if it's on the plate, the whole plate got to go. Same thing with shellfish and that, like everything now tastes like it. She said she went to a a friend's house and they had a boil and they were like, oh, yeah, you don't eat seafood. You can just have the vegetables. She was like, no, I can't because they touch (laughs) the other stuff. (laughs) She don't eat seafood. No. She'll Didn't eat, know that. She'll eat like, like we said, like Lake Erie fish, but that's it. I'm still a, that is still my favorite Lake Erie's fish. Yeah, I'm with I, I can't, you know, I've, I've had a lot of fish down here in, in Louisiana, catfish. The catfish still don't taste the same, but I do believe it's different. You know, I think we are biased <laughs> to who, who made it. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the expert chefs over there <laughs> and, and Deb's them, it is, they just have a whole new different way of making it right. Yeah. I mean, I, I we definitely, we definitely need to um, grab a hold of their recipes and their techniques. Look, I talked about that back on uh, all the way back to episode three, which seems like forever ago now, but your family's food isn't as good as you think it is. But the stuff that we grew up on and the stuff that we grew up near was really good to us maybe other people may not like it as much as us but they'll like it because a lot of the stuff we grew up on was really good and that's part bias and part i've tasted a lot of other stuff from other places you as well would know that you know living in different states in different regions of the country you'll get a good viewpoint of who can cook and who can't and what tastes right that's for sure and who not to eat from and who who to eat you know from the sign right you, look, I look in the kitchen. I walk past the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, that can't eat nothing from out of here. Right. <laughs> if you eating, uh, 
you living down in Louisiana for such a long time, your definition of, of seafood and shrimp could be a lot different than a person that lives in Kansas or Oklahoma or something. And people eating at Red Lobster and all these other places may not know what a good crab cake tastes like. But living over mm-hmm. here in D.C., Baltimore area, That's right. if you make a bad crab cake, they're going to talk about you. Yeah. Yeah. If the consistency ain't right, yeah, you're right. If it, Yeah. It definitely has to be. What what kind of breadcrumbs you use? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is this canned lump? Is this canned lump? Right. We got to make sure we keep this together. Ground up dirt in here. What was your binder? Yeah. <laughs> I actually tried to make a crab cake. It wasn't that bad. Okay. It, it didn't. It, it was. It wasn't good. It wasn't that good. It, <laughs> you tried it to sell it good. to yourself. I tried to sell it to myself, but it, it wasn't. You know, it had all the ingredients, but you know, I need about. 100 more tries and maybe I'll get it right. Some, something's missing. I'm going to eat this one, but something is missing. <laughs> something. Oh, yeah, crab. <laughs> yeah. Crab is expensive, too. I went to Costco the other day. It was $28 a pound. I was like, uh, pass. Yeah, y'all got a lake with crab in here, and I'll go get my own. <laughs> right. Um, last thing. So uh, normally I do a national food holiday, which kind of part of our first half of this discussion was based off of Chocolate Cake Day. But... With January getting ready to wrap up here, there are national food months. Okay, so there are about seven designated to January, but I'm just going to highlight one here. It's National Soup Month. Are you a fan of soup? Yes. What is your favorite kind, or do you have one? I I don't really have a favorite. You know, um, if I'm asking for soup, I'm still an old-fashioned guy, depending on what, what is in there. But, you know, tomato soup, soup is still really good for me. Uh-huh. Really good to me. Um, uh, uh, what is it? Now that you, tomato bisque. I like that. Now that you said that, grilled cheese and tomato soup sounds really good right now. Yeah, so those. But there's a lot of other soups out there. But, you know, I've had them. But I definitely wouldn't have no uh, split pea soup. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. If somebody died at a different color and snuck it up on you, that would be like they probably they probably get punched <laughs> if they if they trick me. I, I probably will punch them. I probably <laughs> I probably would walk to the back. I probably would punch them. We would probably be arrested. All right, that's about all I got today for that. We started with chocolate cake. We ended with soup. No peas, please. Come on. No peas, please. Anything else you got for the people? No, thank you uh, for having me on. I appreciate it. I, I take it as an honor to uh, be on here. So I uh, just encourage you to continue to go on because hopefully this is uh, a success. For sure. We would definitely uh, look to re-record the men cooking episode because I thought that was very informative. Just didn't have a good enough audio quality, but a lot of the information, especially for women to hear our side of the story when it comes to being in the kitchen, because I think society is completely flipped around as to who cooks more often now. But that'll be another topic for another day. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, check out yourfoodlooksfunny.com for all the latest episodes. The couple of recipes that we got on there. Donate to the show. Check us out at YFLF Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week. We're talking Super Bowl menu.